This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Behind the scenes, behind the glass, there's no sports. It's Matt and Matt, two producers who happen to be homies, just chowing on the junkies, yeah. It's pit season, what a time to be alive. Pit season, couple of regular guys. It's pit season, go have yourself a laugh. It's pit season, ha 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 ha. Welcome to Bit Season, episode 117. I'm Drab T-Shirt. And I'm Matt Valdez. We got a... Uh... <laughs> We got a special guest on today's show. Later, uh, later today, uh, we teased it last week, but Brett's going to call in. Uh, he's going to update us on his distillery, uh, his crush vodka, and also we were kind of talking about going out and, and Drab's his his plan for going out was he liked to be with the boys, and Brett has some some kind of insight on that. And how times are changing in college. No better way to get inside the mind of a 21-year-old than talking to Brett Oliverio. He's got the pulse of the people. Brett's, Brett will always be young at heart. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I hope everyone's having a great week. It is Thursday here. Like we said, episode 117. I'm a, I'm a little... I hope everyone's doing better than me. <laughs> Valdez is milking this. It's it's unbelievable. It, there's this proves to me what that there are no. He does not believe in in, in negative attention dollars. A negative attention. All ads are good ads. This is a man who will bring up every single day on the on on the radio on the podcast. He wants everyone to know inside and out of what's going on in his, on his asshole. Uh, I have. I was very reticent at first to bring it up. It didn't seem like I, it. Well, I, I, here's the problem, is that I knew Eric was an expert in hemorrhoids, except I, I knew that if I brought it up to Eric, he was going to bring it up on the show. And so... Why did you I, say, don't bring this up on the show? I, because how many times have we told Eric not to bring something up, and he does anyways? Well, that does happen a lot. That happens yeah. a lot. So yeah. I I knew even if I gave the caveat of hey don't bring this up he would bring it up yeah so, but don't but, you understand you're you're now I, the hemorrhoid guy like you'll I, forever I be the hemorrhoid guy and you have nobody to blame but yourself I know I thought this was going to be a uh, an overnight one day thing but it's turning into a daily update my guess is on Friday in the first segment. Eric will ask how my hemorrhoids I are doing. I know. I think you like it. I, that, I don't that, like it. I, that's fine. We can it's agree, embarrassing. We, we it's can embarrassing. agree to disagree, but if I would just say, dude, we've covered my hemorrhoid from here <laughs> to the end of the world. Let's take a few days break, and you can check in on me next week or something. I'll have an update for you. But well, here, I think I think there are two different type of people. I think there's people who like talking about hemorrhoids and people who are completely grossed out by it. And I'm I'm in the latter. <laughs> I, it's nothing. It's nothing personal against you. It's it's maybe it's my hang up. 
Uh, no, no I, didn't, I didn't take that personally. But hey, look, Eric wanted an update. And I think Eric considers himself a, a hemorrhoid aficionado. So he's giving me all of these remedies to fix my problem. And so he wants he wants satisfaction and gratification to, uh, to be the one that cured me. I think that's I know. More, it's, that's more and so you, what and it you is. you like that bonding relationship with him. <laughs> like, hey, EB, we got something in common. You, you know, you're the big silly. Let's, but he, we got something. We got something to talk but about. Eric, Eric doesn't understand how how down bad, as the kids say, it's making me. Like I, like I. Do you understand that I'd rather listen to you guys talk golf for three straight hours than hear one more minute of you describing what your your butthole looks like? I'm not, I'm not describing what it looks like or feels I, like. Well the, the, well, the discomfort is is out of this world, and it, and honestly, it's changed me. And I, this whole experience has changed me, and I under I understand it's not brain cancer. I'm not losing a limb. It's a hemorrhoid. The but it is it has changed me. <laughs> I mean, and, just- and I'm and I am I'm a different man because of it. This thing has this thing has has knocked me to my lowest of low because it feels so uncomfortable that that I can't uh, like I can't go a minute without the reminder of, that I have this. The the pain, not the pain, but the discomfort of just sitting down, of doing daily activities, of just living your well, life. Didn't you work out yesterday? I did work so out. So it can't hurt that bad if you're working out. No, no, it's, here, not- no, it's hard to describe. It's not a, it's not a, a pain as if someone's pinching you. It's, it's a, like almost like a reminder. It's almost like a hand on your shoulder hmm. type thing. I think um, it, it, it's uncomfortable. And that's how I would describe the pain, but it's not like this this jarring pain, this this thing where you're going to mm-hmm. wince uh, for hours on end. It's not like getting punched or or hit with something. I think it's always interesting to find out what your boundaries are. It's like having a sore throat. That's how I would uh, uh, I, except, I, I, except I, your throat could, is your anus. Yeah, it couldn't be further from a sore throat from from my perspective. <laughs> For my boundaries, I think, you know, you and I are always pretty open on the show, but there's actually things that you might be going on in your life that you aren't open about. There might be things going on in my life that I'm not open about. I think for the most part, we we are pretty open. I would never, ever, I would walk around here shuffling (laughs) with my cheek so sore and and not tell a word. I I would be so embarrassed to talk about my my hemorrhoids because for for me personally, but if I... um, but I'm downtrodden about it. That's the, like I know I, you can't look. I don't at me. know. I know. I don't know what. It, I just think it's 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 a it's a combination of things. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, the the embarrassment of having one. Okay, it, it is yes, embarrassment. It, it's, it's, an, yeah. it's an embarrassing ailment. I don't know what's more embarrassing than hemorrhoids. Like what what could happen <laughs> to your body that's more embarrassing than than hemorrhoids? Like Crohn's disease. <laughs> Crohn's disease is embarrassing. It's a, it's but a, yeah, I know, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a weird affliction. Uh, duty's <laughs> funnier to me. I, than yeah, the, yeah, 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 I know. Right. Um, but it's but, not good. Crohn's disease, you're right. Pim- it's not good. Pimple, like a pimple, a massive pimple is embarrassing. But it but it's not like painful but, as this. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's it's an embarrassing affliction. It's an uncomfortable affliction, and I've always equated like hemorrhoids with dirty. You know what I mean? Like you're just mm. like a dirty. Also uh, obese. I think obesity has something to do with it. Like because you, because you're so fat, you can't clean your bottom. 
Is and that I, what you think hemorrhoids? Like, that's I, what, they, that's, I know, but trust me, that's what I initially thought hemorrhoids were. Oh, I thought like, it was I just thought, you're squeezing too hard. Yeah, or something. yeah, it's a, it's a it's a blood vessel thing. Yeah, you need but more fiber. I, I know. I was I was under the impression that hemorrhoids were because you had dirty butt. Okay. I thought you were a smart guy. I mean, why would you think that? That's just what I thought. It's because I I never experienced hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. I never had this. And then I had to do my research. And after doing my research, I found out what it was. But that's what I, that's, I, that's the connotation that comes around with hemorrhoids. And I and then I feel like I have that affliction. I, I know everyone thinks I'm making a mountain out of like, a molehill. I mean, I agree a thousand percent. I do think you're making. From but you did that from day one. I'm not saying it can't turn into something, right? Where it's like, oh my god, this thing won't heal, and I've had hemorrhoids for six months. Well, that's, but that's also part of it. Is that I thought I just the, thought these things last the heal- for like two weeks, and no, then they I go thought away. the healing process. I thought the healing process was much quicker. So I'm I'm it's be- been three days. Yeah, since Monday. Well, but here's the thing: is is that it hasn't it hasn't decreased in size. It hasn't decreased really in discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm worried. Like I don't want to. I don't want to carry this thing around. Why don't you call your dad. Your dad. I this is something you talk to your dad about instead about of the whole public radio. Call your dad <laughs> and say, "Dad, have you ever dad, had hemorrhoids?" Daddy, I have. A I hemorrhoid. told you. I saw. I told you earlier this week off air. The day I found hemorrhoid cream on my dad's bathroom counter is the day I lost respect for him. See, I don't exactly. know. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. That's just me as a kid now, and that's exactly what I'm. Mm. Try that's that's the stigma that yes, comes with it, a stigma, and that's yeah. and that's what has me so down bad. Mm-hmm. Is I know that there's stigma about it, that's, and I can't I can't believe I just can't believe how flippant Eric is is about it. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah, it's almost like, and I really wish, or I really wish he would admit it that he kind of wishes he had one with me, like in simpatico. I on I honestly well, yeah think, I mean he was like borderline excited to talk about shoving um suppositories suppositories up up his booty. that's also it made me it made me disrespect him a little bit the fact of, about how excited how gleefully he, he gets how how excited he gets yeah. about suppositories I wish you guys would have seen his the the reaction the giddiness in his face when he's describing to me about how. The, the technique he uses well, he's to a, put it in. He's a weird guy. Yeah. He has a. Did I, you end up using a suppository? I've used a suppository. Did you get it working? No, I, I can't get it working. My anus rejects it. Why don't you try it again? You got to <laughs> lay on your back. Put your <laughs> lay, feet in the, lay, hold on. Put your feet in the air. I'm not that flexible. That's all. <laughs> that's invite also, Jack over. <laughs> have him slide it in there. <laughs> I bet you. Why don't you have EB do it? I no. I. I I honestly really thought that when I told when I propositioned him mm-hmm. to go into the other studio and I will and I will show you the roid and you can diagnose it and you can uh, I don't know tell me what you think mm. your expert opinion that he was going to take me up on the offer I I check raised him to the point of of disgust. <laughs> Yeah, you also you also want him to check out your vitiligo. You've shown him that before too. You are a big no, ailment guy. Like you love showing I've, off your ailments. I, I've shown it to him. Well, he's he's asked to see that one, but mm-hmm. but this one I I kind of jumped in front of. I feel like I feel like he would have asked me at some point. I I guarantee you by next week, if it's not gone by next week, or if it's not mm-hmm. not shrunk, that he will ask to see it. He'll come around. I know he will, uh, and I'm sure you'll be very excited. <laughs> 
to well, uh, be blood part, brothers with him. That was like part of the part of the bit. I can tell that this is just grossing you out. Well, it does. Again, I don't. I don't know always where where my line is and things that that I, you know, are just too much for me because I love talking about you know. <laughs> Uh, 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 off. <laughs> I like duty humor and to a degree, but I think maybe it's blood. Maybe it's the blood thing. But I've shared, you know, I shared the story about how I fell in the shower or the shower sitting that yeah. incident. But uh, that's all. That's also a, a big fear, which has me, which has me going stark crazy. I guess is that is that everyone says that well, it'll pop, or at some point it'll pop, or you just got to pop it. That that uh, any any given moment. The thing will pop and it'll be embarrassing, and then I'll look mm-hmm. like the the movie Carrie. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the popping thing, like the because like I don't. It's not I, like popping I, I, a zit. I, I, no, I'm not. I don't like talking about popping zits either, and like envisioning someone exploding a zit all over the place. It's gross, that gross you like that grosses me out too. <laughs> this entire <laughs> thing has grossed you out. No, you're. I I I I I I feel bad for you. You're, you kind. You, know, you kind of feel bad. You know. You. I would never. I don't. I, I appreciate just, you sharing, and I appreciate you engaging the guy, in, the guys, with some good content that they are clearly into. Here's the thing: is I, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on giving it up, and unless they needed it, and it seemed mm-hmm. like it's, it seemed like Eric wants Eric needs it. Aren't you feeling, also? I'm trying aren't, to. Aren't you just feeling like kind of used? No. Like a bitch recently, yes. With the hemorrhoids yes. in my poor knee, yes. I can't. I'm 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 35, but my <laughs> my knees don't work anymore. I got my. Like, MRI. I mean, there was a point yesterday where I was I was getting my MRI on my knee. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm laying there, my head's out of this this tube, and they're doing the X-rays, and I felt I felt helpless and old, more so on the old part because. I can't, I am getting an MRI, I can't move, but I need to adjust my ass because my hemorrhoid just feels like it's poking you, out of my anus. Did you tell the and doctor I'm, you had a hemorrhoid and you might need a, a pause during the middle of the MRI? I, I, I have one of those clicker things that, that you would get like on Jeopardy to buzz in, mm-hmm. and anytime I had discomfort, I would have to click it and they would stop it. But I didn't click it, but, but I'm sitting there and I, I'm going, man, I really, mm. I, I really want to adjust my anus as hey. i'm as i s- telling myself to sit still under an mri what, what did you make of jason then volunteering information that he's got a skin tag on his scrotum that seemed like i don't know uh, i don't know, I don't know is, where that came but from. the guys the guys seem very engaged when it comes to the health problems yeah yeah well it's also old man radio and i was thinking about this you are no longer allowed to drone on old man radio like you have had that taken away from you with your arthritis arthritis knee arthritic yeah arthritic knee and your hemorrhoids which are clearly for old people you have you have taken it away because you're filling airtime with all this ailment talk i don't know i don't know i don't know if hemorrhoids are old man radio but oh, I think I think generally I actually I can't believe the response that Do you ever it, hear 18 year olds talking about their hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. OK, <laughs> but I can't I couldn't believe the response that it's gotten from from people. I have. Do you so want to know why? I have so many people chiming in. It's relatable. It's almost like it's it's almost like a dirty secret that that guys go through. And then, and then uh, not guy. Some guys. I've never had a hemorrhoid. I don't even know what one I, looks like. I, I don't was, know what one feels like. And I don't ever plan on I, having I one. I was like you. 
You never know well, when it just I'm, might happen. I'm five years older than you. <laughs> and you're already having them. So, oh, trust me, I feel bad. It's it's it, it's ruined my confidence. Do it's ruined my, it's ruined my day. Yeah, even grocer is thinking about a a, a woman, a female hemorrhoid. A, yeah, I, I refuse to. Uh, and then plus, Eric's talking about the menstrual sac. I just the whole thing literally <laughs> wanted to make me puke today. I, like I had, I I I was a, a little amused by it on Monday, but then day four of the of the, of the hemorrhoid update, I was like, I'm gonna. I'm going to have to puke. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me of Anchorman yeah. when, when Brian Fantana is on Panda Watch. It's like Eric's on a hemorrhoid rot. Right. <laughs> like we're, day three. Eric now needs, he's his hemorrhoid. Eric needs more, like more going some, on yeah, in his I was life. Say, he needs he, something what's going it, on. Yeah, I mean, God. He, he's living vicariously through your hemorrhoid. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like I'm sitting here, I'm living vicariously through AWOD in Vegas right now. <laughs> Going out to U2 concerts, going to all these Super Bowl parties, uh-huh. interviewing hot chicks all the time. I, I, I'm calling AWOT every night for updates, <laughs> find out what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Hey, hey, tell me, yeah. what, tell me what, uh, what hot chick you met. Um, you, EB's living through your hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah he he needs uh he, he needs bigger fantasies, <laughs> dude. He's sending me lists of of things to buy. I know he's he's very he's too involved. He's very involved, but he's looking out for you. Uh, I appreciate. That. Well, I think the listeners as a whole want you to feel better. I know. I appreciate all all the the messages. Next week you're going to come talk to us about your paper cut, right? <laughs> or did you uh, you know you nicked your face while shaving? Oh, yeah. You're going to spend four segments on that too. <laughs> you poor baby Valdez, your little bump on your butt. Uh, you know, my dad, whenever I used to have an injury when I was young, yeah. my dad used to, his hit line. Rub well, some dirt on it. No. Well, his version of rub some dirt on it was, I've got a bigger pimple on my butt. It <laughs> <a great> <laughs> was always his line. I've probably heard him say that a million times in my life, and I'll probably end up saying it to my kids whenever they complain about something small. <laughs> well, I would Now tell- you can say, hey, I've got a bigger hemorrhoid <laughs> on my butt, Drew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would tell Father Cahill, well, I have a pimple shaped thing in my butt. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday to my dad. February 7th, 1949, he was born. That means he turned 75 years old yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Very blessed to have my dad uh, in, in my life at 75. Get, I get bummed out on days like that when I don't live close to them and, and living close to your family. So for you people who live, your parents nearby, you still have your parents um, or brothers or sisters nearby, don't ever take it for granted because, it, you know... It it, it kind of sucks a lot of times when you think about your parents getting old and yeah, I, I, I don't I I mean you could literally count the days I'll probably not to bum you out but like uh, yeah, spend the time with say. my parents left I know I mean, I'm uh, seventy five is a big birthday I'm going to see my mom I'm going to see mommy mm-hmm. uh, not this weekend but next weekend for her birthday I think she's turning sixty. Nine, and then I asked, or and then uh, yeah, see, I, then everyone's got younger. Well, you're also younger than I'm, me, yeah, I'm but, younger than but um, you know, Cork, but I have a bro- I have a Cork, who's gotten a lot of attention on the show this past week or two. I was talking to him yesterday, and I said, "How he's like the same age as me, almost maybe a year younger." And I said, "How old are your parents?" He's like, "Oh, they're like sixty-five. And I'm like, "Oh, f- damn, you, you got like another thirty years with them." <laughs> You've, I was, I, you know, I'm the fourth of five kids, so my parents yeah. were already old by the time they had me or older. Hey, speaking of uh, mortality, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to talk about uh, losing a great American uh, this week, and I guess the junks and how the junks handled yeah, it. Yeah, that really bummed me out, man. Yeah, Toby Keith's death at sixty-two really, really hit home. Um, great American, you know what's, you know what's great about um, Toby Keith is that everybody. Who, 
well, everybody but the four guys in this room <laughs> like has has a memory has about a memory him. about Not, him or an appreciation for him. Yeah, he was bold. He was fun. He was spoke his mind. Spoke his mind. A great musician. But I also didn't. I mean, he wasn't offensive, really. I mean, I saw some people like trying to take some shots at him over his. Oh, that, you know. Oh, oh don't even. We're going to put started. a boot in your ass. On, like whatever. I mean, dude, dude I, I, you I, have to go back to 2002 yeah. and the what? You I know, just, the emotions I, of that time. I want to talk about Toby, but first I want to talk about how. Basically, when someone dies nowadays, I know we're just digging and, for dirt. On anyone, all anyone does is dig for dirt, and then they—it's almost like having a, a roundtable discussion. Oh well, well, is this guy uh, I know. one of us? What or, was problematic yeah. about Toby? Was this okay. guy? Was this? Was he really a good guy? Let's di- let's start digging. It's almost like the. The people are Saint Peter himself. You the know, people who have the people who have hindsight about everything. Uh, they just go back into someone's past and start digging around to see if they if they deserve to be in heaven or not. Right. Obviously, we never met Toby Keith, but Stephen Colbert, of all people, did. Uh, and I, I mean, I just saw it online about five minutes on his friendship with Toby Keith. And he he compared their their relationship to the, when people see the horse, a horse and a duck being friends, like on a farm. <laughs> yeah. He said there were two completely opposite. And Colbert goes, I was clearly the duck Two completely <laughs> o- opposite, funny line. opposite people. Um, and he said, but Toby Keith completely disarmed him when he went to interview him one time. And he said, Colbert was like, I had all these questions for him about some he, of what, his songs. That, was he going to do? He was. Was he going to do like a Daily said, Show type interview? Yeah, where, it was when he was on the Daily yeah, Show back in the day. Basically, he was going to try and make Toby Keith look dumb. Maybe, maybe look dumb, like some big yeah, hillbilly, yeah, hillbilly heck. Yeah. And he was like, "Dude, that guy like completely disarmed me, charmed the pants off me." And uh, he said, at the end of the interview, we we bumped into each other in the hallway. He was coming out of the green room, and he said to me, uh, "Whatever the hell you do on this show, Colbert." You do it pretty well, or something like that. <laughs> to that a, effect, by the way, that's like a You're great like, line. That's a great line. And, and Colbert's producer at the time got him a pillow for like a Christmas present, like a little office pillow or something that yeah. you put on a shelf that said that quote on it said Toby Keith, and and Colbert showed it on the show. He still has it in his office to this day or something. Um, but Toby Keith, I mean, dude, he just made fun. Music and I'm not a country fan. You know I'm not. I know a country you're not a fan, country but fan. I like Toby Keith. And I, Toby Keith is one of the country artists that kind of gravitate and cross over into pop culture. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not. And his, song, was, his songs are fun. His songs are. It's almost like they're party songs. And God bless Cakes. He was trying to lure the junkies yeah, in, and he kept referencing the red, which. I, I would hate for people the only reason, only way they would know Toby Keith is the Red Solo Cup song because that was like a goof song. Clearly, mm-hmm. wasn't a serious country song that he just. I mean, he was that was like ten years ago that song just, came out. Yeah. He was already mega famous. Twenty twenty eleven, and then if he yeah. If I got remembered for like a a goof yeah. parody of myself, yeah, they're talking about your hemorrhoid segment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh man, remember about these died. God, he was a really he was really a champion of the hemorrhoid treatments. <laughs> <laughs> like that would that would tilt me. Um, I didn't know that Toby Keith's song uh, "I Should Have Been a Cowboy." Oh. I saw this yesterday. It's a great song. Was the most played country radio song of the nineties. 
That song came out in 1993, and it got more airplay than any song in the Even 90s. Even more than yes. Friends in Low Places. Yes, that's what I was saying. I was like, it has to be Friends in Low Places. No, but they said, it said, Toby Keith should have been a cowboy, which honestly, I didn't even know he was that famous was in 1993. So, but catchy. So catchy. Well, I'm I, a big How Do You Like Me Now fan, <laughs> and I, I, I used to think about, my, you know, because there's that song in there, um, or that line in there, Living on Your Radio, yeah. How Do You Like Me Now? And I used to think about when I was 18, when this girl who didn't like me, that someday she was going to turn on her radio and then hear me. That used to be so embarrassing and and I want to kill myself thinking about that song (laughs) or think about that thought, but that's what I used to listen to on the way home from my board (laughs) options. How do you like me now? Um, dude, Toby Keith. Also, you know what? Big I, college football fan too. You, this is what I love about Toby. Mm-hmm. Is um, and you mentioned this, and I can't believe you hadn't brought it up yet. But his voice—it's a very manly, manly voice. voice, very deep. Yeah, you know, like Morgan country- Wallen couldn't <laughs> would kill for Toby Keith's voice. Like it just—it was so deep and and almost natural. It's a it's a trend now in country that you have like this. Rat, kind of like a raspy, wholesome you know, singer's voice, but but I guess in the early '90s, early 2000s, Toby Toby Keith's voice was just like this baritone, soulful. But what do you? I saw people blaming Toby Keith for crappy country music now. The, the country oh. pop that comes out like well, Florida here, well, Georgia no, no, Line. Well, well, here's the thing: is that is that you have these country purists. Yeah. That that just love Johnny Cash mm-hmm. and they love like uh, George Strait, um, mm-hmm. and then there's this progression between you have the 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 '80s country into into Toby Keith into like Alan Jackson Chattahoochee, right? Where all of a sudden you're starting to get this pop crossover into country, and I think I think Toby Keith was part of that bridge. And to the country that you have now, so I think if you mm-hmm. have you have these old school purists that love George Strait, love Wailing Jennings, uh, you know what I mean. What you know, you're right on. By the way, <laughs> but what I am troubled by is the junkies' poor knowledge of Toby Keith. Like I don't understand. You don't have to know everything right yeah but how do four guys or three and a half guys i I understand i understand what you're saying because it's a not it's a it's a a pop culture thing like like dave portnoy Mm -hmm. doesn't know i'm gonna guess dave portnoy probably doesn't know that much about toby keith Mm -hmm. but toby keith is a, a a crossover it's a pop culture thing someone Someone, a singer died, and he's and he's doing a barstool video commenting on it. Do you want to know what EB's frame of reference for this is? How this is what wrecked me. He goes, "I go to a lot of tailgates, and I never hear Toby <laughs> Keith songs." And I'm go, I'm thinking to myself, "Well, yeah, dude, you go to tailgates in New York." <laughs> Of course, they're probably not going to yeah. be Toby Keith fans, those Italian guys in New York City on Long Island. Shocker, they're not Toby Keith <laughs> fans on Long Island. Island. Those guys are so in, uh, secluded and, and everything that goes on. They, they don't, nothing exists outside of New York City for them. There's an entire country, the rest of the world that loves Toby Keith. Why? Well, that's what I didn't, I didn't like the fact that the guys are in such a bubble about it. Yeah. And, and I then, mean, you got Here's the thing it's like, okay, Toby Keith died. Mm hmm. I mean, how hard is it to go put on a Spotify song 
of through the greatest hits and just listen to 10 mm-hmm. seconds and say, oh, no, oh, I remember that no, song. I, I will admit, when the junkies talk about some music stuff as so-and-so died, a lot the stuff that's before my listening era, and I, and maybe that's not the right thing to say because, of course, even mm-hmm. teens now could, are listening to the Beatles. Yeah. But more, maybe not A-listers, but a- Toby Keith, in my, uh, in my my maybe my brain, is an A-list music star. Oh, name. yeah. Like, as I, far oh, yeah. as the name goes, yeah. Toby Keith is an A-lister. Oh, yeah. He might, dude, he might even be on the Mount Rushmore of country music. <laughs> right. A hundred percent, right? So they'll, they'll uh, you know, if somebody, the guitarist from uh, the Smiths no, dies no, or something, right? And, and they got all these memories about them, and I have no idea what they're talking like about. Like, if, if, Jacoby, if Jacoby Shaddix died. Okay, well, yeah. I know, I'm just saying, right. like, mm-hmm. but that's like, all of a sudden, the junkies start start uh, mm-hmm. going into mourning about uh, right. Papa Roach. No, but I'm talking about stuff from before uh, my time. Like, if they talk about someone from the 70s or 80s. Yeah, okay. uh, you know uh, the drummer so- of Fleetwood Mac passed away, right? And they go, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Or Joni Mitchell. They were talking about Joni Mitchell the other day, uh-huh. honestly. And maybe this is similar. Like I could not have a conversation about Joni Mitchell. I don't. I barely know who she is. Right. Okay. But, but you. But you will go research Joni. Go listen to a song. But Toby Keith has been famous recently. Yeah, that's you I know. know. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, the whole thing was kind of confusing to me how you don't know a couple of Toby Keith songs. Even the the country guy on the show, it was just so tilting. How can, you cannot say, I'm, I only like new country. I'm the country guy. Uh, also, you know what? His patriotism, too. Like, how do you not, like, how right. do you just uh, ignore the fact of his patriotism? I that's, mean, that's you got, like you don't know you don't know about the Statue of Liberty shaking her fists. That's like a, a if someone comes in and said uh, Kirk Cousins is uh, one of the best QBs of all time, but he have I have no idea who uh, Brett Favre is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's, Kirk it's, Cousins, it's, best QB it's, I've it's, ever seen. Who's Brett Favre? Fun. I never yeah, heard that guy before. Favre? <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> hey, I will I will say um, I, I've been do, listening to a lot of Toby. This this uh, I listened on the way in this morning. Oh, you did? Hmm. Which I song? mean, I've been listening four days. I know, but I, his greatest hits. I, I get a chuckle. I get a chuckle out of the Taliban song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you if you can say that in twenty twenty four. But what, the Taliban song. Yeah. Or? Well, people get off- people get offended when they, you talk about you know. I know, just the, just, because of you know, United States probably killed a lot of innocent people in the Middle East in the war against the Taliban. You know, so it's all like lumped together. I just, I, I don't know. If, I'm saying you. I don't know if you're allowed to like that. Oh, I, I can't like the Taliban song. No, I was bummed out because I was listening to that song he sang at the Country uh, People's Choice Awards. Don't let the old man in. Yeah. But what bums me out is that he wrote that song five years ago. Well, do you know what, do you know what he wrote it for? He wrote it for the mule, Clint Eastwood's movie. Okay, Clint Eastwood's ninety nine years old or whatever he is, and and people when you see that song now, you think of uh, Toby Keith dying of cancer at sixty two. Like so, so that he that was song, the old man at sixty two. So so that song got taken away from Clint, and then well, just like he wrote that song for an old man, and then it became his song, dying of cancer. Like that's what bummed me yeah. out about it. Uh, he just you know, I don't know. But if anyone if anyone personifies America, love it or leave it, it's Toby Keith. A hundred percent. 
Are you? Uh, and you know, go it, listen to the Taliban song today. I'll give it another listen. Yeah, I, I'll be honest; I haven't listened to it. I know a, what song you're talking about, but I haven't listened it's actually, to it. It's actually it's it's so genius mm-hmm. because it's it's almost like a whimsical song about the t- Taliban. Right. It's almost like uh, Willie the Candyman. Can it's almost mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of yeah. tone, and it's and it's about a uh, Afghani husband and wife living in North Afghanistan, and the Taliban taking over. It's a, it's a wild bit that that's what he thought of. Okay, <laughs> I just I'll, I'll I'll get, want, I'll, I'll, give it a listen. I know to the today. song, but I'll I'll give it an, another listen on um on the way home today in honor of, <laughs> in honor of Toby. Of Toby. Uh, um, all right. Well, I know we got Brett waiting for us, yeah. so let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break yeah, here, Valdez. We, we're going to get do back that, into- and we also need to uh, thank Mike uh, with Don't Sleep Energy uh, Energy Drink. Today's bit season is brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy. Uh, Don't Sleep supports Matt and Matt. It supports bit season. Get some today at Don'tSleepEnergy.com and use the promo code Bit Season for ten percent off every order, not just your first order. Every order. Follow and like on all social media at Don't Sleep Energy. I actually got to give Mike a call today. He wants to give me hemorrhoid treatment. So I'm going to do that after the show. So stick around. We're going to call Brett. Uh, we're going to catch up with him. Hey, what's up? It's Matt Valdez to tell you about SeatGeek. I know I'm getting FOMO from seeing everyone's pictures and videos at the Sphere in Las Vegas this week for Super Bowl week. And I think next time I'm out in Vegas, I'm going to have to use SeatGeek to book a U2 concert. Yeah, Valdez, I don't have eight grand to buy Super Bowl tickets, but something more on my price point was going to the Hoyas game last Saturday with my father-in-law, checking out SeatGeek, saw the green dots, fired up. We had a great time, even though the Hoyas are terrible. It's just a great app, and it's working great for uh, both of our lives right now. Yeah, go go check out U2, and uh, <laughs> I'll go to the Hoya games. Uh, I, I know one thing. I got Caps tickets on, uh, in my queue. I'm trying to find a game and I'm going to use SeatGeek uh, to get some nice tickets to that. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There's more than 70,000 events, not just sporting events like Hoyas games or Caps games. They have concerts like U2. They have comedy shows. They got it all. So here's what you're going to do. You guys are going to download the app, and this is the great thing about SeatGeek is they put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale 1 to 10. So you're going to look for those green dots that we mentioned. Green means good. Red means bad, of course. And every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. Yeah, that's awesome. So you don't have to do any kind of shady scalper stuff. SeatGeek is the place for your tickets. And right now... If you enter the code BITSEASON, one word, BITSEASON, you get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. So just type in BITSEASON and you get $20 off your first purchase with that promo code using SeatGeek. All right, download the SeatGeek app and uh, let's catch a game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right. Welcome back to Bit Season Episode 117. And we teased uh, heading into break that we are going to be joined by Radio Royalty. And we have... And we have him on the line, we, former Junks producer, uh, host, co-host of Mediocre Poker, and entrepreneur, now entrepreneur, slinging hot dogs in Greenville. It's Brett Oliverio, Bretsky Barbecue. Yeah. Brett. What's up, hey, Brett? what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Good yeah, to hear from up? you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. This, honestly, I mean, I'm subscribed to like, I don't know, maybe 10 podcasts and like, this season is by far my favorite podcast. I listen every week. Like anytime Thursday comes, I'm pumped for Thursday. Huh. It's honestly a great show. I'm not just saying that. Thanks, but, Brett. Like, yeah, Brett, you guys you, do an awesome job. Well, Thank you, you. You haven't lost your charm. Yeah. I, I just want to well, say Brett's, that Brett's right in our wheelhouse of like forty something year old guy, former radio knows it gets a lot <laughs> yeah. of the radio yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, we're honestly doing a show just for yeah, Brett, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we're yeah. we're yeah. microcasting yeah. for you, Brett. I hope you like, like it. when you start like when you start like breaking down like uh, Jason's mood or like uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know EB's uh, the psychology of EB like I, I'm all in I, I love it yeah. I love hey it. hey hey just a uh, producing question for you Brett what what was yeah. your what was the best way to get the guys motivated if you needed if you needed Ooh. them to, to to get something done or put a little pep in, in their step. Because we got a we got a big week a uh, big week of commanders news. We need the guys to bring it this week. How would how would you get the guys fired up? I always was like, hey, look. Instead of like, hey, this is good for the show because I wouldn't want them to take that as like I know more about radio than them because I didn't. Mm-hmm. I would just say, hey, look. For me, can you guys talk about this? Just do it for me. Just so like, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy. Uh-huh. Company's happy. Just, just do it for me, uh-huh. rather than this is best for the show, and then that's when you'll they'll fight back. I mean, right. that just popped into my head, but because you act like you're getting pressure from above to do something, <laughs> <Yeah>. and so <laughs> they're saving your ass by doing this by talking uh, commanders, <laughs> right? When yeah. in reality, you know it's best for the show, so you're not going to be like, yeah, uh, look, we, we need to talk about Belichick here. Uh, yeah, we really you know, got to JP hit- bring this up. Yeah, instead of, hey, man, we really got to hit this topic, you say, hey, can you just bring this up? It's, yeah. You say, hey, look, just for me, can you talk about this? Just because, like. It's going to be, it's going to be like, my ass if you guys don't do this. <laughs> hey, Dred's right. furiously taking notes right now, by the way. <laughs> and then, and then Cakes, of course, is like, oh, yeah, we got you. Or JP will mm-hmm. be like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we got you. Good idea. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of but, times it, it, Brett knows how this, it, this feels. And of course, Valdez and I are still doing this every day is that, it's four you're four different guys who want to talk about four different things like at any and they're not interested necessarily in what the other guy wants to say it's really challenging to get sometimes the other guys on board <laughs> or all on the same page yeah that, that's 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 definitely hard i mean especially like you're in the middle of like a really good funny 
bit or, or segment or topic. And then like you look over at uh, JP and he's just silent or, or you look yeah. over at Jason you can tell Jason's like, has that look like, yeah, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I, w- I really want to bring up uh, the Hokies defensive line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always, it, but it's always been that way. That's that's sort of never yeah. changed. But maybe, but maybe nowadays, because you know they've made they're so successful and ratings are so good. Maybe they're uh, they're more likely to just shut off on a topic that they don't want to talk about because you know. Uh, Ratings are awesome, you know. Uh, yeah, money's good. Yeah, I, I don't know that. that you know, for yeah. us, I, I remember. I remember like the last few years I was there. We were always like, I think it was like the fans sort of just started. We we're a couple years into the fan. Mm-hmm. We were like, it was kind of like a, we were grinding to turn the station around or you know climb a few places in the rankings. So everyone kind of just bought into that and was. But yeah. now it's like when you're on top, it's 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 harder, I think, to to motivate the guys to to do stuff they don't want to do. I, I I've always felt that the greatest strength and the and the biggest weakness of the show is how informal it is, and how relaxed it is because they don't take things too seriously. They they don't pretend to know things that they don't know, and it's just like listening to the to your boys, right? But when you need sometimes them to be serious in an actual radio show and like hit the post <laughs> or there's breaking news and it's like, all right, we got to do it for real this time. Yeah. They, and they that, that's where they struggle kind of a little bit. Where Jason well, will they, just blurt out breaking news and you're like, oh my god, we got a whole sounder thing. What are you doing? But then maybe like you just have to think of it as like. Look, you can't have it all. Like I, yeah. you know, I tell that to our managers who are like looking at employee. I'm like, look, this person's great at one thing. Nobody has it all, so just you kind of just have to take the good with the bad. So maybe that's just how it's always going to be. But one one thing you guys brought up either last show or the show before that I thought was really cool that kind of sort of hit home with me was, you know, I I think Drab, you brought it up the fact that you could always fire back at the junkies. I think it was related to Valdez's Twitter rant, which oh, yeah. by the way, I was, I was, uh, sort of thinking about Valdez on Monday that day as well. I yeah, you were concerned, right? <laughs> I was, I almost texted him. I almost, I, Shut I, up. I, I needed words but, of uh, encouragement. It was very bold. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, but like, um, you know, the fact that what I enjoyed working on the show and working with the guys is that like, you could, like I always knew I could fire back or say anything I want. Um, on the same level, you know, if, if EB came at me with something and I, I wouldn't come over the top and, and sort of raise the stakes. But if I came back at him the same way he came back at me, yeah. um, there would be no repercussions. Everything mm-hmm. would be all good. And that is something like, like you said, Drab, like no other radio show in the country. Can you do that? I mean, could you imagine producing one of the top morning shows yeah, Boomer, uh, G- yeah, and, Boomer and Geo. Yeah, like yeah. Jim then, Rome's producer snapping back at him, like he would be thrown, right. he'd be thrown in the street so quickly. Right. Or imagine doing that to like you know Don and Mike back in the day, or, yeah. or any any big time radio show. Yeah. It just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. But that's but that's kind of what makes the show awesome and makes mm-hmm. your job fun, and you you feel like. I'd, I'd like to think we've almost like an e- almost like yeah. an equal, but yeah. You know. But I, I like to think we've kind of earned that uh, ability, though. You know, you're not just allowed to yeah, do that 100%. from day one. You gotta. It's a good point. Yeah, to a degree, but I, that's mostly on the. I mean, the, the day I started on the show, they they encouraged 
you know, just be myself yeah. and do and chime in. EB was like, you got to talk more. You got to chime in more. I don't care what it is. You got to, you know, ju- jump in there. And, and that was super encouraging. I just don't think like we're there. There people think that maybe the junkies have egos. They have zero yeah. egos. Like yeah. that's the best part about them. Yes, that they have, really do have zero agree. ego. Zero. Yeah. And I, I think, I think they're self-aware um, with, with who they are. I mean, if you look at a lot of like, I don't know, local television personalities or local mm-hmm. other local radio personalities and other stations, like they're not self-aware. They think they're more big time than they are. I mean, Cakes knows he's Cakes who worked <laughs> at Toys R Us and now loves to play one, two, no limit at the local casino. He yeah. knows who he is and he's comfortable in it. And then EB like is a family guy who loves going to his kids games. I mean, he does drive like a hundred thousand dollar BMW, but deep down he knows (laughs) he's just like Uh a PG County family guy. Like, yeah. Uh, who just wants to hang and have a drink and, you know, watch the turf. Like, I don't know. They, they're, they're sort of self-aware yeah. of who they are. Hey, speaking of uh, drinks, congratulations, Brett, for opening yeah, awesome, uh, the, that new bar slash distillery and crush vodka. What, what were the flavors that, that you had? The, the orange, grapefruit, vanilla. What, what am I, which one am I missing? Yeah, orange, grapefruit, vanilla, and uh, cherry. So cherry. perfect uh, for, a, for an orange crush or, or grapefruit yeah. crush. And they're yeah. also doing like a regular vodka that's like Tito's. Yeah. Um, as well. But Brett, Brett's so big time. This is how I know uh, Brett's big time mm-hmm. is because this is this is the same exact game plan that Secrets uh, Jamaica USA does in Ocean City is that mm. instead of instead of buying from a vendor because yeah. they sell so many uh, uh, vodka sodas, whatever drinks, they make their own rum, they make their own vodka because it's cheaper to buy the equipment to do your own stuff instead of buying from a vendor. So that's how I know. You know Brett, that's how I know Brett's big time. I think you're right about that, but th- the thought for me was not that. It's like, how can we improve and grow our brand? And like, for instance, the, the regular vodka, which is like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a super high quality, just normal vodka. Uh, we're donating a hundred percent of the profits to that to the ECU NIL. So you know, I think oh. we can sell ten. So yeah, <laughs> someone, the next Hunter Dickinson wants to, wants to play basketball. Brett's going to be waving vodka money yeah. in front of him. I mean, I think we could sell 10,000 bottles, and that's probably about a $100,000 donation. Caitlin um, Clark's going to be transferred to ECU. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> That'd be sick. Dude, I tell people in our athletic program, mm-hmm. I'm like, look, college kids want fun, girls, and NIL money. Literally nothing else matters to these recruits. They don't yeah. care about a weight room or a practice bubble or, or uniforms. They, they just care about girls. And yep. NIL, and that's it. And we have the girls here, so it's like, let's just work on NIL money. Yeah, do you work on the, the Pirates board or something? <laughs> you yeah, should. I know. You definitely should. Hey, Brett's got Brett's got a big voice down there. I know. He's most famous man in green. Well, second behind <laughs> Mr. Beast, <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Beast is a machine. Hey, uh, so I, I was texting with Brett and uh, congratulating him on the, the pictures of the, the new bar slash distillery mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I, I mentioned to him, I said, dude, doesn't this look a little swanky for college kids? Yeah. And he kind of pushed back at me and saying that's the new thing now in college is that these kids are, are spending $20 on a cocktail. I mean, 
I wouldn't say like normal college kids. Like when you think college, like 18 to 20, like freshman, sophomore, junior year, it's still like, it's still get sucks. as drunk as possible yeah. at the, at the cheapest bar. I mean, it's no different than what it was like, but like second semester, senior year, uh, 21, 22, 23 year old grad students. Yeah. Uh, it's all cause it, like to, to hook up with a chick, like all of us, we had to go to the bar buy shots. Yeah. Like I would, I remember a million times going to buy like a round of shots. And then the girls being like, we have to go to the bathroom and like, they just disappeared. So like <laughs> we had to like buy girls drinks to try to hook up with them, get their phone number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now nobody is going to bars to hook up with anyone. You go to bars. <laughs> I don't, like, I just don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. I mean, you're let me t- tell you why. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Is, is this, is this the grad student or the, the, the yeah. 18 year old? Uh, yeah. I need you to specify. I, 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 I'm specifically talking about people of legal drinking age. Okay. 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 Yeah. So like 21, yeah. the senior year of college. Yes. There okay. is no senior. There is no seniors in college anywhere that are going to the bar to try to hook up with anybody. They go to the bar to, they go around, they go out around midnight to midnight, hang with their friends, take pictures, get tipsy, get drunk, get awesome pictures for their Instagram or snap, mm-hmm. make somebody jealous. And then it all is in the DMs where they're inviting people over. I mean, that's why bars revenues down across the country because people aren't going to bars to hook up. The hookup is all over Instagram. So we're, so groups of girls are going to come here, put on a nice outfit, yep. take awesome pics for Instagram, chat with their friends, flirt with some guy over social media. And then he's coming over later that night. And then, so That's they're going the back. Are they, do they have house parties back at their place, or is just, or is it just like a one-on-one hookup thing? It's a little bit of both. It, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're going back, they're going back to their house a little earlier, and then people are coming over. They're continuing drinking, and then. You know, uh, so like, and when, then I think that's when it happens. So like, they're only really going out to the bar for an hour, basically. A couple hours to, 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 or oh, during cu- the day. Okay, they, really, they, they, really, they have a checklist almost of things they do and hook and like and flirting at the bar or hooking up at the bar. The sole purpose is not on that checklist. Hundred percent. Like if you're insane. at the bar with your friends and some dude walks up to try to meet you, it's like get out of here. What are you doing? Like you meet people over social media. But how? Do, <laughs> this is a dumb question. How do you get their IGs? Like how do you find these girls? Like if they're sitting across the I mean, bar and you're not talking to them. The same way, uh, little Lane has found two of our servers on Instagram and just shoots a DM, shoots their shot, and tries what? to make it happen. Hold right. on, Lil Wayne is is asking uh, your servers to to come sip scissor with them. We've had two servers on Facetime with Lil Wayne, and I'm like, "How are you Facetiming with Lil Wayne?" They're like, "Look at this DM he sent me." He just like, are you, is it ex- tries to find hot? hot is it, yeah. is it just ex- is it explicit or is he just he's just cruising no, for babes? No. no, he's he's normal. It's like a normal guy. Yeah, like if he just yeah. fi- he it's, just it's, finds them tagged or it's in his algorithm. Or whatever it is, yeah. and he sees they're at, and then it just hits them up. I think the last one I saw, he's like, uh, he like liked one of their photos, and then then on Insta, he was like, uh, he just like sent a heart, and then they wrote, "Hey, big fan," and she, he was like, "Come to my show next time. Uh, I'm in NC." Oh my hey, god, Brett, our, our guy yeah. Michael Marr, who who works on the show, he's 24, so he's a, a couple years out of college, but he's constantly on Snapchat, and that's how he talks to girls. He always says all the girls are on Snapchat, and he and I look at his phone, and he's having 20 conversations at once with different girls, 
And it's just like, I don't even have yeah. Snapchat. It's such like a foreign yeah. thing to me. Like, how are all these people finding each other on Snapchat and just having just, lame it, conversations? It, it sounds like just days the, at a time. It's just, it sounds like you're just spinning plates. You're doing yeah. a big, you're doing a big juggle show for everyone. I mean, it's, it's basically a, a full-time job. I mean, these, what they're doing is they're like, you know, on Insta or, uh, you know, now it's not like, Hey, let me get your number. It's what's your snap. And then there's yeah. a whole psychology of like, how to chat on Snapchat. So like <laughs> you read someone's, you read someone's message, but you can actually read it without letting them know you read it. Cause you only swipe over the screen 60% of the way. I mean, there's a whole, the <laughs> whole well, game. Yeah. game. I just want to, it's just, it, it makes me sad. That's all. Because if I was a student at ECU and I'm going out for the, the purpose of meeting, hooking up and hanging out with chicks and flirting that I have to compete with Lil Wayne. Like that's just I I have no that's shot. That's got to be rare. I I just have no you, shot. You just have to make sure your your Insta and Snapchat game is strong. Well, if your if if your if your Insta and Snap game is not strong, you just have no shot. You get well, left well, behind. What's, what's a strong What's a strong Insta game? Like I don't I don't even know what a strong stories. <laughs> story. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> when to you know I think it's like when to like things, mm-hmm. like not liking certain photos. You know, a big thing is like. You know, if you're going to, like, try to hit on a girl and you follow, like, 100 people and 75 of them are, like, uh, bikini models, mm-hmm. I think that's... <laughs> that's, that's, dra- that's, that's, drab. that's that's a red that's flag. Called, that's called the drab. No, that's called yeah. the AWOD. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the, AWOD. the AWOD. That's why he was getting no girls, because he was desperate. But, but, but look, seven, freshman, sophomore year, some of junior year, they're still going to the bars, and I heard you guys talking about making up, making out against the wall. Like, that still happens. But, like, uh-huh. when you're of legal Thank drinking God. age. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there'd, there'd be no hope left in uh, the youth of America if you couldn't have a drunken makeout against the, the, the brick facade of a bar. Just, like, beer breath, yes. blackout, sig, makeout sig, sig breath. Uh, by the way, nobody's smoking cigs. Like, if you smoke cigs now, then you literally have zero shot of any any girl. I wish cigarettes would come back. <laughs> I was never even a cigarette smoker. I just like the idea of people smoking cigarettes. What gave you an excuse to go the conversation? Outside, yeah, yeah, to go outside, get away from people, have certain conversations 100%. with people. That's all it was about. It wasn't about the nicotine addiction. You want to go outside and well, sing yeah, with me? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't have the same uh, yeah. vibe. Hey, let's go jewel together. Look, Valdez, back to what you were saying, I could be wrong, and this bar could be just, this distillery could just be filled with a bunch of old people, and then I'm just going to hate it. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, the name of the game is going out with your friends, yeah. feeling hot, well, taking you, photos, well, you have, getting drunk. You have the you have a better idea of what the people want than I do, but I just, I, I mean, I just still remember being poor at 21 and not being able to... To afford anything like I, I would, I would go need uh, the was it the twenty five no. cent rails? Got- I was still doing that at twenty one. Yeah, but dude, these kids are spending three hundred dollars on a Morgan Wallen concert ticket, or they're or they're uh, so they're not spending they're not spending money on like clothes or shoes. Here's, but they're spending 500 on a Drake ticket. I, I don't know anything, but this is what I remember from my college experience. So 
Arizona State is in Tempe, right? When you were younger, you're going to all the dive bars and you and you know you first get your like you know underclassmen. But when those girls were 22, 23, they were going to the clubs in Scottsdale, wearing their oh. mini skirts, getting courted right. by like right. twenty eight year old guys. Right. Because because when the girls are eighteen, nineteen, yeah. they get they get funneled into the bars where everyone's twenty one. And then when they're when they turn twenty one, all of a sudden they're going to the downtown club. At some point, they're kind of over the the college scene, and they want a nicer place, but they're still there. And that's what I'm guessing Crush is going to be like. It's the nicer pl- place in town where they get the upscale drinks. Yeah, you, you you definitely nailed it. And that starts where like that started maybe twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Now yeah. it just starts earlier because of Instagram. So mm. I think right when you hit twenty one, like you don't want to be somewhere where someone's throwing up on you and um you know because it's all about the photos and hey brett has um, has has the sub crush changed at all the taste of it because i know that you guys use i think sierra mist right and then they changed the starry and now you're i'm assuming you're going to use the crush vodka as well is the taste different i mean mean, i'm guessing it tastes better of course but is it different can you tell the difference yeah, I mean, I could give you like ten reasons why like <laughs> our flavored vodka is better than Smirnoff or Absolute, or but I, you know, give me a couple. Uh, no, no, I'm generally <laughs> give me a couple. Come on. Okay, so ba- like our vodka, like if you're mixing the marketing behind it, like if you're mixing vodka with fresh squeezed juice, like we're the vodka you should be using because uh, you know if you're having like a bunch of citrus drinks, you kind of get that like. Uh, that sour acid refluxy feel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that, that's because one, there's a lot of citric acid in, in oranges and grapefruits and limes, but like a lot, most of these vodkas have tons of citric acid, tons of glycerin, tons of sugar, where our vodka is literally about as premium, premium of a vodka as you can make, but with like no sugar, no artificial flavors, um, just basically vodka and an awesome clean flavor without that, like, you know, mm. sort of acid refluxy feel. Um, but, um, so the taste is just better. It's just cleaner, easier to drink, uh, but still 80 proof. Will college so, like, girls be able strong. to taste the difference, at, like, immediately? Yeah, or is this for a refined palate? Yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, vodka, look, making vodka is like making hot dogs. Like, <laughs> it's not, like, high-end bourbon. Yeah, You're no, not aging yeah, it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be good, but it's not like a. What do you, you know, got? Uh, what, what do you got planned uh, stealing from Dewey this year for uh, for sub dogs? Dude, the name of the game. If you're in the restaurant or bar business, the name of the game is stealing ideas. <laughs> but then, like, steal the ideas, but make them better. Uh huh. And yeah. I think that's what I've been good at, yeah. like stealing the swirl from Uncle Julio's, but making it better. Yeah. Uh, stealing the crust from Dewey, but making it better. Yeah. Has so anyone stolen from, from Sup Dogs? Yeah, yeah. Is anyone stealing from Sup Dogs? I mean, it's nonstop every day. But they steal and make it worse. And that's what annoys me. It's like steal yeah. our ideas, but like make them better. Yeah, because it makes your brand look bad because it's associated with your brand. Like what? Or someone's trying to do like a hot dog cart or something? I mean, anything from hot dogs to like social media stuff to like. Uh, Concerts and I don't know they, mm-hmm. crushes drinks. They're trying to do it. Um, they're trying to do a, another doggy jams. I swear to God, if, yeah. if 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 our company got a hold of doggy jams, they do one every month. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dude, it's, it's 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 
hard to make money though in those big concerts. I know, I know you told people me, are so expensive. I know you told me before it's about the concert itself is about branding and giving a co- yeah. the college people the a good time and they associate a good time with sup dogs. Are you guys doing um, one in a couple months? Yeah, they have, yeah, they have we, a big announcement yeah. coming. Yeah, do you want to give a big us, announcement? Do you want to give up. us a preview, or is that too hush? I mean, what? I don't. I, I mean, we're we're bringing uh we're bringing Shaq back. Um, yes. Shaq loves yes. coming. Yeah. So he loves coming to Greenville. Uh, so he's coming back. And then, uh, and then there's a famous like uh, rap producer who's done like every big Drake song and Travis Scott, his name's Murda Beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be the opening act. So we've got Drake and Murda Beats and Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. The he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, it's just good for our brand to like be associated with Shaq. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, dude, you've like found a workaround because you know when Shaq g- gets involved in stuff, like when he uh, was with Ring Doorbell, he own he owns the company, right? But you bring yeah. Shaq, attach it to your brand as as Diesel, but everyone knows him as Shaq, and then he comes and does the concert, and it's like, oh, Subs is really cool. They're they're in with Shaq. It's brilliant. Thanks, man. But do you know what's cool about Shaq? With Shaq, like he's somehow like bigger and cooler and than ever, and he's in his fifties. That, that, but it, but it is yeah, and it is and it is fun when he's on stage. And it's a little weird when he's on stage being like, uh, you know, is everyone getting up tonight? Like it's weird to see him go from like, you know, the spokesman for Office Depot to like yeah, DJ yeah. Diesel, where he's like, <laughs> yeah. he has the, know, sha- the shakaroni to uh-huh. uh, let's get f-ed up. Yeah, but it, but like he's like a, a, a renaissance man. Like the guy can do it all. Dude, yeah. you're killing it, man. Yeah. Have you we're been? Do, have you have you been at Sub Dogs longer than you were at JFK? Um, right about the same time. Yeah, We've been wow. there. Uh, I've been down here like almost twelve years. But Jeez. you know, one thing I will say is like, when anyone leaves any job, they always think like, including me, and I, and I don't remember specifically thinking this way, but I'm sure I did anyone thinks like, you know, they're not going to be able to replace me. Uh, <laughs> the show will not be the same or the office won't be the same. Mm, yeah. But like when I left, like the show has only gotten better. I think the two of you on air are way better than when Dottie's were Dottie's and I were on air. Like, well, I, Drab, can, I, think I can barely whole, speak. I think you're when... hilarious. Brett, you, you're, you're not forgotten. People bring you up all the time. <laughs> yeah. well, they, we're they constantly were... compared to you. Brett. Yeah, Don't nonstop. <laughs> Most I think you win that. I think you're funnier than I am. I think you're just as good of a producer. I, I don't know. I'm just being honest. No, so well, thank you, man. You, you're a rock star. You're you're an awesome producer, and um, you know, even better guy. Do so. you miss? Do you miss radio? Uh, I miss like hanging out with the guys, like um, like after the show, before the show. Like, I don't miss the job itself, but I just miss like the relationship. <laughs> Yeah, when do you when do you get that? Like, who do you have that relationship with there? Because you're surrounded I mean, you, you, by yeah. 21 year old girls, 21 year old guys, and chefs, and you're. A I mean, bo- I know your and your wife's involved, so and you're a boss, boss. Too. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard you to be don't. buddy buddy with. When do you get bro time at work? You just don't. I'm just. I know. You just don't. I what? like. I have. I don't. It's not like I have friends here. Like I just work and staff and mm-hmm. work 24 hours a day and. Hang other, out with my family. Other bar owners? Do you guys like? I'm, I'm guessing. Do you guys ever nah, get it? Really? No. I mean, it's not hanging well, out with still no life. Like the the 
like the bar owners around here are cool, but like I, you guys always say like the worst people are in radio. Like it's the same way in the bar and rest. Like nobody smart has ever been like, I want to open a restaurant or bar. Like, right. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is, but I, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of miss, uh, and I miss the events too. Those were fun. Like I still look forward to like junkies poker open and junkies events. Cause I hope to get back to go to them. Well, you can um, come to the junkiest 30th anniversary party at the Borgata, which was what GP said he wanted to do today for their big anniversary. Yeah. He goes, maybe we could go back to the Borgata. I'm like, oh my God, come on. Can we do something better than yeah. that? I love the Borgata, but 30 years is, is a long time happen? in radio. Why? Are you guys going to do a 30th? Well, uh, we're a couple years away, party? I think, we're a but couple, yeah. it was brought up today. It's, really? It'll yeah. be here before you know it. What, what's the deal with Rom? I feel like Rom needs a... I know. Like from a producing angle, do you guys are you not nice for him to call in? No, I no, yelled at him the other day we, about it. We tell him all the time to call in. He just he's uh, from afar. Brett, we had a week ago. We had a live show, one hundred six seven, the fan versus the team nine eighty. Rom did yeah. not come. I texted him two hours beforehand, said what time are you getting there, and he sent a picture of his baby and said uh, tried to get permission from Putin in waiting. Her her <laughs> face says yet. <laughs> And so, and I go, dude, Rom, you're not involved anymore. You don't call in. What's going on? And then he does this, woe is me yeah. bit. I don't know. And we can't, and we can't find yeah. any good replacement characters. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, that's always a challenge, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, I do miss like the Rom days and uh, I think like BDK and his prime and uh, some, you know, yeah, some of those other guys, but eh. We the still, show goes on, I guess. Yeah, we still. I mean, we got we got good guys. You you know exactly how this is. We still we got great group of guys here. You know, we're getting older and they're getting younger, so it's kind of weird. You know, like Michael Mars, twenty four. Uh, yeah, but they're also it's all the stick circles are about sports. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah so I mean, yeah. You, so much commanders plus talk. You, plus, you always have to worry about like how you say things, and you don't want to offend anyone. And yeah. uh, it's different than it was, you know. 12 years ago when I was there, was, everything was offensive. Like, right. You just go for somebody's jugular. If you're in a stick circle where now, like it's an HR complaint. So it's just a different world. Yep. Well, Brett, you're the man. Yeah, dude. Thanks the for man. spending some time with us. And uh, we love you, dude. No we problem. Love you. Right, and, this- and if we get, in, if we get in ABC stores in Virginia, I'm definitely doing a nice advertising package with you guys. Science. Um, yeah. 100%. With us or, or the station? I can't afford the station. Oh, but yeah. Hey, hey, hey Michelle sure. Manti is going to stick her claws in you. <laughs> <laughs> you you'll probably get a, you'll be getting a call soon. Yeah. That's, that's the lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bud. Thanks, yeah. dude. All right. Later, bud. All right, guys. We're going to do this awkward bit where we got to hang up on you from another room. Oh, Drab, that was nice to hear from Brett. I was carving out uh, 30 minutes out of his day. I feel like day. I could talk to Brett for a th- I know. four hours about nothing. I know. I, I, had, I had some more junkies questions, too, I wanted to ask him. What kind of questions? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, Producing health yeah, questions? Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> I need a lifeline. <laughs> just uh, if, mm-hmm. if he's been listening to the show, if he's noticing things th- about the show. Do you think Brett listens to the show change. and critiques it? From a producing angle, I think I think when you have that in you, you can't get it out. Right, that's fair. I mean, you put his time in, yeah. no complaints. I think. Well, when you listen to when you listen to shows, 
are, you're kind of producing in your head, aren't you? For sure. I yeah. definitely, I definitely am. If I'm listening to Jim and Sam or but whatever, I, I don't listen to the junkies when I'm not working. Oh, I don't listen to them either. Right, yeah. You got to unplug. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's your job. I wait for that text from you. <laughs> well, my, well, my text? What? Hey, what does my text Everybody say, Everybody knows what that text what, says. What's my text say? No. What does my, hold on, what does my text say, Jeff? The guy's got nothing. <laughs> I did not, not. I don't say that. Not in a long time, you yeah, haven't. I don't say that. Hey, um, speaking of the guys, mm-hmm. we haven't done this in a while. It's our tilts of the week. Uh, some things that we're no- oh yeah, I have a tilt for sure. Some things that we're noticing about the show uh, or about the guys, and speci- uh, specifically, um, my tilt. I, I can lead it off. My tilt of the week. It might mm-hmm. be the same as yours. Okay, is um, I'm noticing of late. Um, maybe it's just a trend that JP has been uh, starting to get super obsessive about social media. Like and, and I'm not and, I, and yeah. I'm not saying like posting a bunch of stuff because he does he does great with that he's he's really trying to engage but he's well, doing he is he's, doing obs- a, he, he's obsessed with the amount of comments yes. something he posts yeah I yeah. wanted to get I wanted to get oh, to that sorry. it's 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 the comments mm-hmm. it's it's the engagement so he's taking the engagement and just kind of reading it on air. <laughs> And it, it's just, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, weird yeah, yeah. to me. It's, yeah. it's like, um, it, it's almost like, hey, we're talking about the Dan Quinn thing. I posted about the Dan, I posted about Dan Quinn yesterday. Um, we kind of gave all of our opinions. Um, you know, there's not that many good calls here. Here's what John and Rockville tweeted us about the Dan Quinn. And he'll just and he'll just read the comments regarding whatever topic it is. He's also choosing. And I've noticed this. He's choosing topics uh, on which which have gotten the most engagement uh, on social media, whether it's Facebook or to bring up on Instagram, the show. To bring up on the show. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily with something that does well on social media, because those questions. I, there, J, again, he JP's doing a great job, but those questions are always so rudimentary. To get engagement, yeah, it's kind of you, know, you could it's, just it's you, like, and it doesn't like make it doesn't mean it's great content for the air. You could just say Caleb Williams question mark and you would get six hundred <laughs> co- you would get six hundred comments, you know. But I'm just I'm just noticing that he's kind of here's what going, I'm noticing he's going to the comment well. He's here's lot. what I'm noticing is that he brings what he sees on social media the interactions and it's maybe it's because Eric runs the phones and he gets and Jason maybe get, has the vibe machine if he wants it and JP runs you know he kind of runs the junks radio for the most part or and the Facebook page you know he put, doing a ton of posting on there so I think that he kind of sees that as his baby uh-huh. and that's his information well so when he sees oh this person makes oh someone so tweeted me today and I said call in by the way, that's uh, my minor tilt of the week <laughs> is telling someone they'll get on the air uh, if, they just, if, if they, they just call, call it. Yeah, yeah. That's not I, how it works. I had to tell – I go, JP, you're doing, you're doing great. Please don't tell people you, they're going to get on the air just by calling in. They got There's a whole process that goes through that and making sure that they're going to add to the show. Just because they want to talk about the arena on Twitter doesn't mean they'll be a good caller on the air. And I think it's also – it's like a um, self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Like mm-hmm. like if JP says, I'll read your comment on the air, he's hoping that he'll get more engagement on social media uh, from people. Well, it's, he's kind, also, it's kind of like a yin and yang. He's it's also a symbiotic relationship. It's a minor uh, – it's a minor pat himself on the back move too. 
Because what do you he, mean by that? Because <laughs> he's putting out the poll, right? He's putting out the questions. Yeah. On, so yeah. then he sees a response. So he's like, oh. Uh, look, at, look at the response I got. Yeah. We got this response on social media about something. So it's like. It's a, it's almost like a look-see over yeah, here. It's Yeah. I, I, well, all I think I want. And JP does a great job having his own opinions. But I want hit more so his opinions or just you don't have to. Like yeah, not everything has to come from social media. Like I don't need yeah, I don't need not him that it to does, re- but it has been. And also, does he to- realize? Does he realize like these people that are commenting? You know, a lot of them, a lot of it's snark. A lot of it is they don't really mm-hmm. necessarily. It's not how they feel. I'd rather have a person on the phone mm-hmm. giving their actual opinion than just some keyboard warrior. I don't know. I mean, I think there's I think, there's I definitely think, a spot for sure about reading comments on social media and having it be a part of the show. I think that would, we would be foolish to turn our nose up at that. No, I'm not saying turn your but, nose, but up it is saying, interesting yeah. the, the way like it, it kind of comes into conversations with, with JP sometimes. I'm just, I, I just noticed it noticed that there's been an, in, there's been an influx. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I would say that, like you said, I'm not against, I'm not against commenting or bringing up comments, but I'm just, I'm noticing like, um, if like, uh, opinions run out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, we got some over here. Let's let's go ahead and toss these into the fire. That's just just something I've noticed. All right, here's my minor tilt of the week. I don't think it's gonna. Be, it would be a major tilt, but it's something that I think bothers me a little bit. Okay, it's a, is this a you problem or is this a junk's problem? Um, well, it's a me problem because it bothers me. Okay. The junkies don't like the sports radio business, <laughs> and it and it ricks me. They take. Okay, they explain. So, they came up in an era they where they were on talk radio, and they came up. They were on music radio, and in, back in their heyday, the shows that they were fond over were talk, guy talk radio shows. Howard, maybe O and A, Don and Mike. They would listen to, and that's really when they were cutting their teeth. That's the kind of stuff that they liked, especially Eric. Yeah, but they yeah uh, and cakes. Yeah, but but they were a sports talk at its origin. Yes. I guess. Yeah. But they still don't like <gasps> the sports radio industry. Okay. They <laughs> dismiss, like, they don't know anything that's going they on in, know, sports, in sports radio business. Like, they don't know their peers. They don't know their peers. They don't know who's in what market. They don't know what shows. They, they don't, don't know. They don't know what markets They don't big. even know the names of the other, other, other stations uh-huh. necessarily. Like, they might know call, recognize call letters. But I guarantee you, if we said, "Hey, JP, what's the what's the, the station what's, in Chicago? What's, what's the, the Chicago station called? What's the, the yeah. who's on in, in Detroit? What they, are the two stations in Boston? They have just have no interest in it, right? Uh huh. And then, you know, I, I like EB's pride in the junkies. I do love that. But dismissing when we dismiss other people, especially guys who work for our company, and we trash them. It kind of ricks me because we're teammates. Like we're teammates. Boomer size him probably doesn't really yeah, care about gonna, us. I was going to say he uh, didn't. He say he hated Boomer. He, he said he, he hates hated Boomer. Boomer or, now I don't know where that he comes goes, from. He doesn't like his show. Or- he said Boomer was a douche to them at the Super Bowl, but I think Boomer Siasen was on our show a few years ago. I'm pretty sure, like maybe five, ten years. Boomer's only been on once or twice because he's on at the same time. Do you think it's? Do you think it could be Commanders related? Because mm. remember, Boomer has some big no. swings and whips. No, because he doesn't. Even, Eric, I don't think he even remembered that stuff. We had to remind him of it earlier in the week. But they didn't. The, the Cataldi thing kind of. You know, look, Cataldi wasn't nice to them necessarily, but well, it, that was a throwaway thing. Well, that, like, that, that, that well, whole that, thing was a throwaway by Cataldi. Well, also that oh, you that bricks me is the fact that they just let Cataldi just kind of. 
talk crap about him without without. Well, me. yeah, but then they, well, I had I had to go I had to go be the hitman. <laughs> but Cataldi wasn't. I mean, it was. He he just heard a clip, right? I, yeah, I know, but mm-hmm. I, it's it's a radio war. It's like it's almost like a mob war. You gotta you gotta bring your guns to the table, and they just let they just let Cataldi. Oh, he's old, whatever. You, you know, you know what I mean. And then I had to go do the, all the heavy lifting. I, I had to say he's broadcasting from a senior center. I had to bring up the fact that they had to stick mm-hmm. a woman on his show because he was so misogynistic. And I'm sure, I'm sure that really felt good about himself is that they they put a woman on a show. Well, but here's the thing: like I don't think they even knew Cataldi retired. Cataldi, yeah, yeah, I know. Cataldi's a giant in this. In, in, yeah, you know, not maybe giant's not the right word, but he. I mean, he was on the air for a long time, and you would just think that you would know more about what's going on in your industry. They don't. They don't know. Not that I know a lot either, but you got to have some interest in 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 what's going on in your business, and the, and the whole Super Bowl thing is part of it. Like they have no interest in going to Radio Row and and hanging out with their peers in the industry yeah. and meeting people. Like I don't know if they think they're yeah. above it, but they're too. They don't just they don't want any part of it. Like I would kill to go to Vegas right now. Yeah, just not that, necessarily to go party and do all that stuff. But you're, I like the buzz of it. You're, I, and also your show your show has buzz. You're just number named number two on the Barrett Sports mm-hmm. Media. So you got so. You got but don't you want to meet people like you talk to all the time? Don't yeah. you want to put meet a face people? with the name? Yeah, develop a relationship. Oh, uh, hey, hey, Geo, w- w- nice to meet you, man. I, uh, I'm we're one of the DC. junkies. Yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're we're on the fan show. in DC. Yeah. Oh, dude, you guys are killing, man. You guys have been killing it for a long time. Nice. Like they don't have any of those relationships. They view the trip as a, as a burden almost and not necessarily as networking. But, e- but or, even if it was, well, they don't even, even if it was an odyssey meeting at the, on Capitol Hill and all the sports radio stars <laughs> from across the country, they would loathe that. They would hate that. If it was downstairs in the, <laughs> in they the would be, oh room. my God, we got to go down there and talk to guys. I got a tea time. Yeah, I got a tea time or something. You know, I, that would I, if we, if if I was to meet all the other produ- if we were to meet all the other producers, yeah. like I, I or share go, ideas, I just think I it mean, would be fun. Yeah, it would be cool. They they just don't have um, swap stories. Yeah, they're just not that into their their a their company, which is fine, I, I guess, um, yeah. and b the industry as a whole. Do you did you kind of get that when uh, they kind of blew off the Randy Moss? Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, EB too. said it wasn't funny. I, I don't know, I'm not going to tell EB what's funnier or not. Or not but the, the idea of it is funnier than maybe what was going on in the air. And also, that's when he took a shot at Boomer. He was yeah. like, those guys stink. That wasn't funny. And I was like, well, it, I didn't really, we didn't really play the audio. It was, it was just kind of interesting. But like, yeah, that's the, happened the, on the, our it, show. Yeah, you know? a, yeah, a booking mix up. And it's the, a producer yeah, nightmare. The, the audio is not necessarily funny, but mm-hmm. the booking the mix idea, up. The, the, the idea of it, yeah. Fun. And then it's a, a gateway for you guys to talk about Bob Ryan and JP's thing with yeah. him botched it years ago or the Joan Michael on, K. Yeah, Williams. Joan on Drab. Yeah. That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, I understand. That's you, a, minor, a minor tilt of the week. It's probably just because it's Radio Row Week and I'm, I'm having FOMO a little bit. You definitely, well, I definitely have FOMO too. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm jealous. Uh, I'm jealous of Adam living his best life out there. I told Adam last night. I said, "Dude, this is the best week of your life. Don't ever forget it and, and take it for granted." Maybe, uh, he was at a U2 concert <laughs> at the Sphere last night that he didn't even pay for. Somebody bought a ticket for him. Who did they give him out? No, the, no, no. The media members? No, uh, they bought him. Oh, that's. I, I mean, I have no idea it? who bought it for him. That's nice. Uh, Michael Phelps. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, good for Awad. But dude, he's going to all the parties. He's talking. I know. I, you know, know. I see. I see him doing all the promo. He, I think pictures. he went. To, I think either tonight or last night he went to Shannon Sharp's party. 
<laughs> he was in Club Shay Shay. He was in Club Shay Shay. Yes, he was in Club Shay Shay. <laughs> probably doing the nightcap show with Chad Johnson there. And he just stand, he's probably just standing there. He's going to be standing there. I go, dude, that's awesome. There's going to be so many big sillies there. Yeah. I saw that he, I saw that he interviewed uh, Angie Agar. I know. We talked a lot about that. If you guys know who Angie Agar is, Awad was smitten by her. Actually, he said she may have been smitten by him, which I, 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 I might I call Drab, Drab has this obsession with Angie Agar, and he tries to make it, and he tries to uh, put it on everyone else. Like I actually don't. Even, no, I just, everyone hates Angie Agar. I don't and hate, I, don't, I, don't I hate no, Everyone hates Angie Agar, and I... I understand her bit. Like, I understand that she's probably not that annoying and she's not a mean in person. She's probably super nice. She's just doing a, a bit, character, a character. Yeah. Yes, she's but, a snarky character. But whatever it is, Drab, Drab always tries to say, like, uh, he says, Valdez, you and Angie Agar are two peas in a pod or something <laughs> like that. He said, didn't you say that? Or like, you said, I think that's I did. Your, I was hyping you up. Like, Angie Agar is your soulmate. I, I, I don't I, know. I, I didn't understand that. I actually think I, Drab, I, Drab I told that to Awad last night. Though. Oh, you did? I, yeah, you, you've gotten past. Awad, Awad flirted with her. I know. Or he complimented her, and she said Wait, she, Hold on. He flirted with her? What did he say? Awad, at the end of the interview, they were talking about becoming an oh, so influencer a- or making stuff go viral. So Awad had her on, the sh- on he his had, show. Yeah, he grabbed her, and she was on For like, radio. how long? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Ten, fifteen minutes, he said. Okay. And at the end of the interview, Awad said... Um, you know, just to go to be viral, you need to go viral. You need two things, or to be an influencer, you need two things: have a great personality and a great smile. And, Aunt, and Angie, you got both of those. <laughs> and he said she was swooning. <laughs> Did she blush? <laughs> yeah, I gotta go back and listen. And then to he that. said, I, gotta, like, "I can hear it in the laugh." And then he said, uh, "Like." I don't know, an hour or two later, he saw her across the radio row, and she did like the flirty wave with him and said, "Hi, Adam." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you just, and, made, and, you just made me jealous. I know. Like, and then, I, I'm and, jealous of Adam now. And then he said, he goes, dude, I'm telling you, ever since I, ever since I got a girlfriend and I got rid of this stench of desperation, yeah, women we, have been coming at me nonstop. I know. We said that like yeah. two or three episodes well, ago. I guess it's happening in Vegas. <laughs> of, of all places. Yeah. With celebrities. <laughs> you know. Right. All right, guys. Uh, we, let's get into a, a massive game on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, the big. Game. We don't talk. We don't. You know, we don't do sp- sports breakdowns on the show, but we are, of course, going to give you our jumbo lump parlay. Yes, we got to give you the jumbo lump parlay. Brought to you by Crab Sports, Maryland's number one local sports book. Crab Sports is the only sports book that offers special boosts on parlays on all the DMV teams. We're partnering with local hero brands and businesses to bring you the best localized betting experience. Make sure you sign up now for the uh, Jumbo Lump Parlay. Uh, Crab Sports wants to remind you to please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 years of age or older. Use the promo code BIDDIES when you download the app. Uh, Click on the screen for all the boosts. I know last week... I did not hit my jumbo lump parlay. I picked the Terps. It will be the last time I take the Terps, Strap. All right, I'm I'm going to I'm going to call you out on that if you pick them again. I hit mine. I know it's you're on fire. Same song. <laughs> I, different yeah, week. Drab yeah, hits, I, Valdez I, loses. I I, it's actually it's getting annoying. <laughs> I, I would be annoyed if I was you too. So I'll go first cuz we all know mine's going to hit. Um 
49ers have a weak secondary, so I think this is what I envision happening. We're going to get like a 25-yard pass play, and they're going to get maybe Kelsey, and, and Kelsey's going to get tackled on the two-yard line, okay. and we're going to get a walk-in touchdown by Isaiah Pacheco. Touchdown, he's minus 125 right now, so that is going to be my side of the parlor. Hey, look, we're just going for an easy win here at the Super Bowl. Let's yeah. cash our money uh, and, and keep it rolling and, and get back on track. So my side is Isaiah Pacheco, anytime touchdown, minus 125. You know what? I like running backs, too. All right. And that's why I'm going with Kyle Juszczyk. Anytime touchdown score. <laughs> what? What are you doing? I, I, what about McCaffrey? If we do those two together, we could probably even like, money bet. I like Juszczyk because I'm telling you this is how I see it. I see the Kansas City Chiefs locking down the wide receivers on the outside. Mm-hmm. Very impressive with their corners. And focusing all of their attention on McCaffrey. I think check is kind of the forgotten item in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I expect, oh, he's forgotten, all right. I expect creativity around the goal line. I expect fullback screen passes. Juszczyk, I've i got to give love to the former Raven. Okay. I gotta get no, to that's the right. All right, now it makes sense. I've seen, I've seen his hands right, in person. What, what is that? Uh, it's, uh, it's plus seven fifty anytime oh touchdown God. score. All right. So I love use check to get find the end zone. Maybe a little fullback hey, run if, from if, the one yard if, line. Maybe, maybe a a check down that he bolts into the end zone. I like use check and plus. The storyline. I know what this all is. All the jackets. All the jackets out there. I, I know what this is. This is the NFL. The Super Bowl is the NF, is the college football version of the Hawaii game. Valdez has lost all his money. <laughs> We're now down to the wire here uh, as far as football goes. Well, he's trying gamb- to he's trying to make all his money back on a, I, on, a, on, a, I, on a long shot. I gamble responsibly, like Crab Sports encourages everyone. Right. But yes, this is my this is your Hawaii I need, game. I need to hit about. <laughs> Five squares and Kyle Juszczyk. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Hey, if Pacheco and Yusek score a touchdown, we're going to be back in that green, and everyone's going to be feeling good. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to make a jacket for you, just like it was. <laughs> All right. All right. You're going to you're gonna have to wear it on Monday when Love he it. has a when he has a TD. Okay. I should have put a, I should have put an usher prop in there. All right. Well, still, I'm a big, a big usher guy. I know you are. We didn't get a chance. We'll talk about it on the junkies tomorrow. Okay, good. Valdez and all the women are are excited <laughs> to see Usher. All right, just a reminder, and, and reminder for all that, guys, use the promo code BIDDIES when you sign up in their app store. Yes, we appreciate them sponsoring the show all uh, football season long. Thank you to Derek. Thank you to Crab Sports. Thank you, guys. For uh, for using crab sports. All right, felt like a long show. It was a good one. I have no idea how long we've been going for. I lost track of time. It's gonna I, be it's gonna be a long one. It's gonna be a fatty. Yeah, a fatty. All right, <laughs> jumbo lumped. All right, guys, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll see you back on the junkies. Pray for my hemorrhoid. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.